You're listening to Finalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV show podcast. In this episode, we are talking about Winona Earp, episodes 206 through 209. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. So uh, we can start with some general reviews of these last few episodes. Well, for me, the more the season progresses, I think it's getting... It's really ramping up really nicely, and I think it's getting better as it goes. I'm loving all the snarky Winona jokes, very typical Winona that she has about being pregnant. But at the same time, she's got a real fear, just justifiably so, of where her baby is coming from and um, what it's going to be like to be a mom because she just had all this dropped on her. Uh, one thing I'm not too keen on, though, is the storyline with the widows because it's kind of confusing and I don't quite know what's going on all the time. But uh, I'm interested to see... What literal hell is going to break loose once all these seals are broken? But I do love how we've got this big turn now with the Revenants. For a season and a half, they're like the big bads of the series. And now we're getting a more sympathetic perspective on them through Bobo or Robert Svane's backstory and Rosita. But as always, it's the relationships between the Earp sisters. I don't care what Waverly says. She's always an Earp to me. And the way hot stuff. Those are always the highlights for me. Uh, what do you think, Chris? I will once again issue my disclaimer that I am a much more casual viewer of this show than Annie is. Uh, I like the show, but I don't love the show. So take what I say with that in mind. I thought this was a pretty decent batch of episodes. I thought the ongoing stories are getting pretty interesting. I do question some of the individual episode choices, though. For example, what on earth was the deal with the doll revenant in this last episode? Besides being I, creepy? Yeah. That is literally all it did, because I it just it felt unnecessary to me. Yeah, I didn't get it either, honestly. I was like, it's there, but what was it supposed to do? Just make Winona and Doc yell truce at each other? Or did, do, did it do anything? But now it's gone, so... It was just creepy, and then it got big and creepy, and then it got shot a bunch. <laughs> it just, yeah, it, it felt like it didn't need to be there at all. Yeah. Because I saw all this talk on my Twitter timeline about the creepy doll, and oh no, the creepy doll. And so I was like, oh no, a creepy doll episode. I watched the thing. It's it's barely there. Mm -hmm. Well, and then the painting seemed to be a really big clue, but then it burned up, so I'm like... But I thought that was supposed to be a big clue for something. I don't know. It's like the doll, so I don't know what's That's going on. That's just where the doll was living. Oh, okay. Never mind. But yeah, it was, wasn't really clear. But other than the weird doll, stuff is happening. So Purgatory took a nap for a month, and Winona's pregnancy has now advanced to where she's sporting a belly bump. But I really do like how in that episode, Winona really had to deal with the fact that she had it. But I like that scene where she is, like, poking at it and Nicole comes in and that's how she finds it. Finds out that Winona's pregnant. I liked how everybody found out and had their own reaction in that episode. But ultimately, except for Dolls, she seemed a little freaked out. Ultimately, everybody was really supportive. Well, I mean, even Dolls got really supportive. Yeah, yeah. He was surprised, but supportive. That's honestly one of the best scenes of season two for me when Winona's just crying and emotional and hormonal on the floor at the end of that episode. She feels so sorry for, you know, she's even feeling sorry for the baby going, I don't know if I can be a mom or anything. And Waverly's like, 
you know, I'm not saying it's going to be okay, but I'm saying that I'm here. And I was just like, oh, sister stuff. And then that note from Doc, which said, I'm all in. Uh, so I love how they have this, like, dysfunctional, awkward family, but they're still a family, even with demon, demon hunting and all this stuff. It's definitely going to be a kid that gets a lot of education from a lot of different sources. <laughs> It'll know how to be a gunslinger right out of the womb. The big reveal during 207, everybody knows, was that Winona had sex with a revenant, and that just about made me fall off my chair, because I was like, oh, I schnizzled. didn't care for that uh, plot development. I didn't either, because the guy was such a jerky jerk. But yeah, that is worrying me, because now it brings up the, oh great, it's going to be a demonic baby thing. So, And we still don't know who the father is. I can see why you're worried, Chris. You know, and then the Sandman guy also told Winona, oh, your child is special. Um, they're not going to follow the rules. And I'm like, great. Is that another implication that it's a demon baby? I really hope not. I mean, to me, that's just an indication that it's Winona's kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no demon babies, please. We have enough demons in the show. Because Winona, you know, later she says, well, I'm not giving any samples. You know, it's either going to be Doc's baby or Demon Baby. And I'm like, yeah, but... Uh. But I did like that line where after she shoots Jonas, the revenant that she slept with, A, that she shot him because, you know, he's like, you're not really gonna. And she goes, yep. So I was like, Ugh. yes. Because, yeah, he was an incredible jerky jerk. When she said, here's the single motherhood, and Waverly says, you're a superhero. And Winona says, same damn thing. But I really like how the show is um, asserting that even if Winona's pregnant, she could still do her job. Even if it's a demon hunting job. You know, kick down doors and all that stuff. I think that's a very positive thing to assert. I don't know. What do you think, Chris, about that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because objectively, yes. Mm -hmm. Within the context of the show, I don't know. That it's realistic or just that? Well, it sure as hell isn't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just watched the watched the most recent episode earlier today. She's like doing backflips and stuff. Backflip, not so much, but yeah. I did like that fight scene, though. It was cute. Oh, sure. It was, it was an enjoyable scene, but realistic, it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing that um, I'm really, really confused about are all the widows and the seals and all this stuff. My god, episode... But episode 208, No Future in the Past, where Winona goes on her vision quest through Juan Carlo and sees what Robert Svein, who is, turns out to be Bobo, sees the past and that how the whole curse started and everything and how it ties into the widows and everything. Okay, I watch the show. I'm a devoted fan of the show. I think I know what's going on. I had no idea what was going on in that episode. I had to watch it three times, read detailed synopsis and reviews, and I still didn't know what was going on. So there's Sherf Clutie, who I thought was Constance Clutie when they first referred to it. And I'm like, who the heck is this? Why couldn't they give the guy a different name? Sherf Clutie had three wives, two of which are the widows, one of which was Constance Clutie, which was the witch from the first season. Wyatt Earp. I think he cursed Sheriff Clutie when he shot him. And that's how the Earp curse started. Juan Carlo, Bobo, and Constance Clutie had these three seals. 
and they hid them all because and and they buried Sheriff Clutie, who is became the first revenant as far as I I think. How the whole seals tie in with the modern day plot is if all the seals are found, it will release Sheriff Clutie, and even more hell will break loose in purgatory. So that's why these widows are running around looking for these three seals. But also that means that the curse goes on forever until he comes back and Winona kills him, right? Yeah. That's why Winona wants to release the third seal to get rid of the curse so that her family can stop being tormented. So she and Doc are having this whole long discussion about him giving up the third seal, which is his ring, which is tied to his immortality. And I was like, kind of like, Doc, give up the ring. Protect the family that you've, that you've come to really admire. You said you'd do anything for Winona, but, you know, I guess asking him to give up his immortality, which I guess he's kind of likes now, so <laughs> it was a big deal. So, But I did like that bit, how Doc kneeled at her feet and gave her the ring at the end of that episode. But man, that whole mythology about the widows and the seals and that whole episode with Bobo, it was, yeah. Or my little poor brain can't follow such a dense plot. Bobo is back, I guess, because Winona died for 77 seconds, which ironically is the same amount of revenants there are. Bobo is now back, although we haven't seen him since he's come up out of the snowbank. So I'm wondering what's going to happen when he comes back to torment the Earps. Uh, is he still going to be Bobo, or is he going to be like Robert Svein, or both? That's a good question. It doesn't... I, I don't know why he would be different than he was during his past life, though. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just me doing wishful thinking. Because all the stuff that we just saw in this episode 208, that happened in his past. Like, that's a fixed point in his past. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why he would be any different. I, I suppose there could be some amount of Winona now knowing about that happening. Mm -hmm. This is why I hate time travel things. Yeah, it just huh, threw my panties in a loop. We see in that episode also that Waverly gets her DNA results, which seems to confirm that she is not an Earp. So she believes that she's Bobo's daughter and that she's half Revenant. Chnizit, what's going to happen with that? I mean, what, is Winona going to have to kill another sister to end the curse? That'd be terrible. And yeah, that would not be good. I'm actually very confused about this, given the events in 208, because Winona says that, you know, your angel's name is Waverly, so that lends credence to him protecting Waverly in, you know, our current timeline, or in, in Waverly's childhood. Yeah. To me, I'm like, that, that means that he's not her dad, though, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't think of it that way. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, to me, the question is not answered yet of who her dad is. Right. Because it sounds like she calls him Papa or something. Yeah. In that flashback. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just very confused about the whole thing. Yeah. I don't think we know everything about that. And then there was the reveal in the last episode that Rosita is a revenant. And now we know why Doc said she needed protection. Because he obviously knew that about her from the beginning. And now Waverly knows it. And, you know, her 
response was, yeah, but you're so cool. And I'm like, Waverly, but she's a revenant. Run in the other direction. But are you forgetting the first season? They had the, and I can't think of their names now. There were the two revenants who were really decent fellows. Yeah, Fish and... um. I'm just saying, it's... Yeah. It's been established that some of them aren't bad people. Yeah, and that's or the thing. Or bad demons. Yeah, they're not all bad people. There seem to be a lot of quote-unquote accidental revenants. Or they were, you know, Rosita seemed to be just a case of, I don't know, getting shot mistakenly because she said she was just with a guy that was on Wyatt's list and she ends up getting caught in the crosshairs. So I'm like, Wyatt, you were not a very good shot, it seems. Well, I mean, there's no, nobody's saying that he didn't mean to shoot her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he just saw that she was with the guy that he was going to kill and she basically just ended up collateral damage. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just there's quite a few revenants that are collateral damage that seem to be coming to the forefront now. and But that's what I like about that development. They're not all bad guys of the show now. So because now we have, you know, I felt a little bit of sympathy for who Robert Svein and him, his journey of becoming Bobo after watching 208, as confusing as that was. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, Rosita's so cool. And she's a revenant. Rosita has really grown on me over the course of the season. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just kind of, I have a lot of trepidation because now at this point in the season, a lot of people are keeping secrets because Dolls and Waverly know that Rosita is a revenant. They're not going to tell Winona. And Waverly hasn't told Winona about her suspicions, about her parentage. And then Nicole made the mistake of, reading Waverly's test results and not telling her, which, by the way, Nicole, you should know better as as an officer not to open someone else's mail. That's a federal offense. I know, right? Yeah. See, I, I think that's my issue with that particular storyline mm-hmm. is I could see maybe intercepting it and holding on to it for a minute. Yeah. It's still not cool, but at least it's like, I wanted you to make sure that this is a thing you want like really genuinely think about this before you open it mm-hmm. but to take it and open it that's that's a jerk move yeah that was not a cool move on nicole's part she made a mistake but on the other side of things we had waverly hanging out with rosita and then they you know waverly's drunk they're in a hot tub and they end up kissing and it was just whatever it was 2 seconds and then they realized oh wait i'm with doc i'm with nicole it was a mistake that one scene really caused a lot of ruckus online, and uh, I personally don't think it's cheating at all. It's just it was a mistake. It happened. Nicole made some mistakes. She shouldn't have opened the letter. But I like that that it's not a perfect relationship, and these aren't perfect people. So that aspect I like. You know, they do jerk moves sometimes. I do feel like this is just sort of in that vein of treating them like any other television couple, because... Like, literally every TV show I've seen, at some point, they break up the couple and... Yeah. Or not even necessarily break them up, but have, you know, as we've seen in this episode, have some big argument or something, and then somebody does something stupid. I mean, it's just, it's pretty uh, standard. Yeah. And that's what I like about how Way Hot's being written. I believe they're going to smooth over the bumps, you know, these latest bumps, and they'll be fine. There's a lot of people freaking out online. 
Don't worry, people. It'll be fine. Now, I have to say, this is kind of ironic coming from me, because if you ever listen to the Drinks at the Doll episodes, when anything ever happened with Docubus, and I go back and I actually, I can't listen to them, where I listen to myself and I go, I sound like this. I mean, I sounded like crap because I was so distraught. So don't worry, I'm learning my lessons. I won't be as distraught this time when stuff happens. <laughs> but I did love how 209 ended on the cliffhanger with Nicole opening the door. She thinks it's Waverly. And it's Widow Mercedes. So, yeah, not good. So I'm kind of freaking out about that. Although I'm sure Nicole will be fine, but I'm still having a kind of a heart attack until next week. Don't don't have a heart attack. Yet. I know, but I'm just, I'm dying for next week. I thought I was dying for this week's episode. Now I'm dying for next week. But it seems like Widow Beth and Widow Mercedes have different agendas because they're kind of off doing different things now, and I don't quite get that. But I was really happy to... I was to curious s- about that because we saw at the end Mercedes was doing the thing that Beth was doing at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Like, had you had you just worked together yeah, at the beginning? I know, you would have gone in the same place. And then why is Mercedes going to Nicole? The, the seal's not there. Maybe she's just doing it because she knows she'll be able to get Waverly and Waverly can tell her what the seal is. Who knows? I have to say, sorry, not sorry, totally deserved it. Tucker totally deserved the end he got. I Because Tucker's he was the worst. the worst of the worst. So, yeah, getting eaten by a widow... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I might be a terrible person, but after he did all that stuff and basically, you know, murdered someone. I mean, we didn't know Rosita was a revenant at the time and all this stuff. and Just, ew, slimy, icky, gross. So, yeah. I mean, it. it's it's comeuppance. He, he had his comeuppance. Yeah. But I think he's actually gone now. Oh, and one more thing I do have to mention, which a lot of people have, but... One of the best things about this season so far is Drunk Nicole. That's my new one true pairing. It's almost as good as Way Hot. That was really adorable. I guess they had to have somebody doing the drinking now that Winona's not. I know. So Nicole had to be her wing woman. It's got to be someone. You're so pretty and I like you so much. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> Waverly's like, you're both in trouble. <laughs> I love how everybody is like... We'd rather piss off Winona. We'd rather piss off Dolls or Doc, anybody but Waverly. Because everybody loves Waverly. Exactly. But you don't want to be on her bad side. And just to do a bit of cross-promotion here, on our Orphan Black podcast, Tatiana is Everyone, we are currently covering the fifth and final season of Orphan Black. Our co-host Stephanie and I are releasing weekly episode discussions. We are almost at the end of the series. It's very uh, mildly traumatic for me, quite frankly. You can listen to the podcast and find out how to subscribe at TatianaIsEveryone.com. We are also covering Season 3 of Killjoys, and we're releasing weekly episode discussions on the Quad, our Killjoys podcast. So listen to episodes and subscribe to the podcast at AskGenreTV.com slash Killjoys. So what's making you happy about this batch of episodes of Winona Earp Annie? Oh, I don't know. A little way hot kisses here and there. So something different. 
Oh, something different. Oh, sorry. No, uh, I'm teasing you. Oh, okay. Um, I said so something different because this <laughs> is the thing that you always answer with. I know, I know. But I, I mean, I knew it in my heart. I knew that Waverly was still herself when she was with Nicole. And I really love that they did confirm that because some fans were freaking out. They're like, what if it's Gooverly? And I'm like, no, it's all Waverly. So, Okay, not to make everybody super angry, but I'd just like to make the point how would Waverly know if it was always her if she blacked out when stuff happened? Because you can't remember the things that you don't remember. Yeah. But she, if she said she remembered all the Nicole parts, then I don't, but I don't that's know. that's my point. How would she know? I would know. That's just me. That doesn't make any sense, Annie. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just being silly. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't rain on your things that are making no, no, you no, happy. No, no, no. It's fine. Please continue. Um, I really like that Doc and Dolls and Jeremy, Jeremy in particular, is really growing on me. He's just so adorable. He's like me sometimes. Not necessarily in the sciencey way, but in the way that he kind of like doesn't fit in with the Doc and Dolls being the alpha males with the guns and the, you know, fighty stuff. I love Their it when, bro TP. Yeah, yeah, their bro TP. But, you know, when Doc tries to give him the gun... <laughs> And he's like, I failed my firearms test four times. And he's just holding up the walkie-talkie. And uh, uh, later when um, he binds them all together and he's like, I'm a wizard. <laughs> so he's just adorable. I love him. So Varun Sarenga is really doing a great job in that role. I do find him very enjoyable. Yeah. And uh, any Winona and Nicole scenes, again, it's good to see Nicole out of just her relationship with Waverly and getting her own storyline, even with even if it was with Nasty Tucker, um, but trying to figure out that plot point. Also, Waverly and Rosita bonding, which, of course, worked to make Rosita more of a sympathetic character when we found out she was a revenant. Right. Just to, to backtrack a little bit to you talking about Nicole and Winona, that was my favorite scene in, I think, the entirety of season one was when... Nicole and Winona were in the police station sort of hanging mm -hmm. out. That scene in the bar with the two of they're them. Very, they're very entertaining together. Yes, they are. <laughs> I love it when drunk Nicole's like, that's right, and I got a gun too, because I'm a cop. Uh, nuts. I left it at home. Hey, but it's in my sock. Well, because I'm, I'm smart. I'm really smart. And she could still shoot when she's drunk, so that's awesome. Do you have any questions that you're pondering about this batch of episodes, Danny? Yeah, I just want to know what's going on with Waverly. I want to know what her heritage is. I want to know what's going to happen once Winona knows about Waverly. I think that's really going to torment her, which is why Waverly isn't telling her. And also, what does it mean if somebody is half-revenant? Yeah, are they like... Because I would think, mystically, that shouldn't bind them to the curse, right? Really? I thought it still would. Why? I don't know, because there's revenantness in there. But isn't the curse... The the curse was that they were tied to the... Oh, yeah, that's right. Tied to Peacemaker, because they were killed with Peacemaker. Yeah. That that mm. doesn't seem like a heritable trait to me. True. And Waverly can go outside the Ghost River Triangle, obviously, so... Hmm. Can she? Yeah, she can. Have we seen it happen? I think so. Okay. If you have any thoughts about these episodes of Winona Earp, 
You can send those to us in a number of ways. You can send us an email at feedback at askgenretv.com. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us. You can also call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. You can also follow us on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Finalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. You can find our other podcasts about Orphan Black and Lost Girl and Killjoys and various other shows over at AskGenreTV.com. Thanks for listening. 